Hey, podcast listeners! Yeah, we can't see us, but we're naked. We got we got Koi <laughs> touching himself. Dude, naked reactions. <laughs> Only one naked. One day, <laughs> I'll join you for a naked reaction. Only for podcast listeners. But we make sure there's some sounds. Yeah, yeah, very slapping sounds, and we can find a way to use our bodies as balance. like, what's happening? I can shine a light at you. You can shine a light at me. We'll illuminate each other with soft, milky glow. Anyway. Guys, we're about to watch She-Hulk episode two. If you want to check out the reaction highlights, those are on YouTube and the full length watch alongs on Patreon.com. Yeah, yeah, do everything. Slash the real reject. Slash my, the real. Here's rejects. my bank account information. Send me money. Send some money here. And, uh, <laughs> all right, review coming in in a second. <laughs> Get ready. You don't even know. All right, Koi has a heart out in the next nine minutes. That's oh, it. No. <laughs> this is how it rolls when Koi's here. I'm the problem. <laughs> you always, yeah, white man always holding Just things up. problems. <laughs> hiring people for the wrong reasons. That's right. This was strategically planned for this show. Yep. Greg set this additional up. Additional commentary. Jesus, uh, guys, wait. He should go first. Oh, he no. I went first last time. John should go first. He should go first. Uh, yeah, no, no, no. I, I really, really enjoyed this. Your and time's I up. Oh. Toy. <laughs> What did you think? <laughs> Sir. This is how I lose the rejignation. Is this is Greg pitting us against each other is how I lose. Yeah, pick your favorite white he guy. He tried to do it with Eric Voss and it didn't take, so now he's trying to do it with John. I just yeah. like I like having, I, I mean I have too much fun sometimes. John okay. please fun. state your opinion. For the jury. <laughs> <laughs> Defend why you legitimately like this show. Uh, no, no, no. Yeah, yeah. I agree. I, I liked that this built well upon the first one that it really does establish. I mean, you know, I'm sure they'll throw us curveballs and surprises, but it feels like now we have the tone of the show complete. And uh, I really liked uh, what they're sort of getting at with um, both just showing the struggles that she faces, and I'm sure a lot of women face, you know, as they build a career and as you you know you it's hard to do the right thing sometimes and sometimes you're not rewarded for doing so and then how they relate that over to Emil Blonsky and his situation and I don't know what this whole prison break thing is going to result in I want to still believe that he ultimately will be a sympathetic character but I really like that they had that thing to connect over of like hey I was just put in this position of you know I thought I was doing the right thing I thought I was the good guy and here I come to find that I've been manipulated and turned into you know this this force and so like I was like, oh, cool. Like, that's a, a kind of universal and a mutual uh, identification moment that I thought was really nice and uh, and spoke to. And also like, getting hired off of her looks. Well, yeah, yeah. there's the, yeah that, too. It's like it's not about what you know or your expertise. It's about, you know, yeah, the, the appearance. And it's yeah. about us, you know, I'm sure, you know, having, you know, ooh, we're the first ones to open up this progressive new office and we want you to be our poster child. Like, yeah, yeah. there's yeah. a lot of that sort of corporate-y, uh, you know, false uh, uh, posturing and virtue signaling sort of uh, nuance going on there and things like that. But I'm curious, too, to see how uh, her relation... I feel like that's going to be a f interesting, sometimes harsh, sometimes fun relationship between her and her boss. But the show did establish that she was going to win before that whole fiasco happened. Too. Yeah. So that's just so she actually is skilled. Like, it's mm -hmm. not solely just because of her appearance. Yeah. Yeah, yeah but yeah. that she was going to actually win it itself. Yeah. All right, Coy. 
go. I loved that this felt like a goddamn <laughs> comic book. Not only did it have that like single frame that felt like you turned the page and there's like the thing you experienced from Shang-Chi, which is very comic-y. Like the, the use of the interwoven world in the MCU has always been very well handled. But now in phase four, I feel like we've got multiple timelines that are happening simultaneously. Like with the end of Hawkeye, where we had, you know, the, the Spider-Man moment. I love that this is feeling like a world. It's feeling fleshed out. So we get She-Hulk's journey carrying forward. We get that tie into where it lies in the timeline of Shang-Chi. But we also get a launching point for Hulk. So this this really feels like when you're reading Marvel comics. It all feels like a big tapestry. I really love the character growth. I agree with Greg that the first episode, and I, it's actually funny, the things that I forgave about the first episode, I, I had those three things that were qualms. Still love the episode, but I do feel like that was worth it to hurry to this in episode two. I love that this is nine episodes because now we have eight episodes of this because episode one just kind of got us there. Like it was like, hey, love their chemistry, love this relationship. You're yeah. going to love She-Hulk. We're going to let all this fly by i would have loved if the pilot was like 45 minutes even 10 more minutes of just like her struggling her succeeding a little bit more of, of those things we talked about but then it's worth all of that for eight episodes of this attorney show like i'm genuinely so excited for where this goes and i've loved most of the marvel tv shows but this one feels like the most uh, like a show like i i feel like i'm watching a 90 show that happens to be a character I love. I This feels like when I would watch stuff with my family and be like, and next week I'll come back. But it's yeah. about something I love, so it's combining my two great loves, like watching stuff that I'd enjoy with my family and comic books. That's actually a part of its strength, uh, weirdly enough, because a lot of times with these big shows, the pitch is always, we made like a six-hour movie. Yeah, yeah I want then, a show. And then sometimes it feels like it's kind of caught now in between being a show and being a movie, so then at times you're like, oh, I wish it was kind of longer now or... Maybe this didn't need to be as long. So actually embracing the fact that it's a TV show. I think the boys works. does that well. And yeah. this is doing that like they, the boys. They took that Eric Kripke note of maybe instead of writing your six hour movie, you should write six great episodes of TV. Yeah. <laughs> and know? I think that's what they've done here is because this is this is really strong. I, I like that they give like the thing that we were talking about the first episode of not really having much of a struggle. That's going to be more of an internal struggle that's carried over here and 10 times more. You know, her getting fired because it's like the the last episode ended on hook again, not another struggle. Supervillain shows up, whoops <laughs> the supervillain's ass, not a problem. Yeah. And then it picks up right here and it's like, oh, that's actually a major problem for her yeah. of everything that just occurred. And you know, feeling objectified too off of it. And yeah, I like the commentary on be like see to me. That is a little bit more of just that. I know this was already. I'm not going to spend forever talking about that camp. It's going to have a fucking issue with it because uh, <laughs> it's like, yeah, the the writing of episode one with some of that felt like this could have been more fleshed out and more nuanced, and, and instead of just feeling like, okay, I get you're just kind of talking to me. And here they're carrying over that commentary in the work field, in the you know PR field, in the image field. They're carrying over that type of commentary, but in a way that I actually feel is imbued within the world and makes a lot of sense and doesn't feel like I'm being talked to. And so I really liked that. That's kind of a little bit, again, if they had that like 10, ten extra minutes, minutes yeah. in that first episode, then I would have had, I wouldn't have had kind of that criticism towards some of that dialogue. But here, I think that it's actually done really well. I don't feel pandered to. Yeah. I know there's going to be a lot of people who automatically are already going to feel like, oh my God, it is. Uh, but leave. Uh, <laughs> don't, <laughs> don't be here. Because <laughs> um, this, this right here, I'm like, no, that's the right touch. Because it also has this really sweet, tone to it like i really enjoy the tone a lot i i'm not familiar with ally mcbeal like i it was a show that existed and i saw commercials for all the time yeah. when i was a kid but i didn't actually watch the show 
I know you saw the practice because you had someone who worked on it. His dad was the. I AD had a guy. No, no way. His dad was the AD. On That's the cool. Practice, right? Didn't yeah. know that. Yeah. And sliders. Have you heard of sliders? The movie sliders. about people in portals. Uh, it's a series. It was a series with Jerry O'Connell. Yeah. yeah. Oh, no way. Yeah. That's yeah. awesome. Love yeah. Jerry O'Connell. Among other things. He worked on The Thing back in the day. That's awesome. He was a trainee. Yeah. yeah. It's crazy. Didn't know any of that. Learned something about John today. Go to IMDb, guys. <laughs> <laughs> slash John Humphrey's dad. career. John Humphrey's dad. John Humphrey's I agree dad. with your assessment of the tone. <laughs> <laughs> and, and one thing I'll say, just to add to the actual dad, conversation. My dad's rad. Uh, but, but yeah, uh, one thing is uh, with the pacing and the nuances and things like that, uh, oftentimes during these scenes, whenever I have a, 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 like a notice moment, it's always like I could tell that scene went on longer and they trimmed it down. So I feel like it's all there. But one thing that this episode made me realize that's been great about phase four i think in particular so you look at like shang chi you look at uh, miss marvel you look at this they're really great at doing best friends and family environment and just like yeah. plopping you in like some of those family scenes i wish did have more time again just to breathe because choppy. they do become just like bah, 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 bah. here's your writ large <laughs> character <laughs> note however he's I really this cliche he yeah. is this yeah. cliche and so, like, during that scene with the dad, I was like, okay, I get somebody probably was like, we need to speed this up, but I wish they could really have a bonding chat back and forth. But even despite that, I, I thought the actors, at least, and just the kind of environment they drew for those was really nice and touching. Sure. And I hope for the, I hope they could get to that Miss Marvel level. Like, oh, we're really spending some time with them. And that phone call with Bruce is so good. Yeah. Like, that yeah. was such a great use of both those characters. And then the reveal was excellent. I think. The way again, I'm 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 bringing them up because they're the two most recent shows. Or no, no, no. Let me do that again. I'm bringing them up because they're the two most recent women. <laughs> what gets more engagement? The two most recent it. Yeah, things. Things. Mm. The two most recent things Objects. to be here. <laughs> it's, no, but Amon Valani and Tatiana Maslany. They. There's there's that kind of quality. Okay, I need to I need to make sure I say this properly. Um, okay, Paul Rudd as Ant Man. I'm like, no, I see Paul Rudd still. <laughs> you know what yes. I mean? <laughs> yeah. Um, there's certain characters with some of these roles that I'm like, wow, they are just this person. Yeah. Like, they are that character. They are yeah. this person. And I feel like both Amon Vellani and Tatiana Maslany, they just are them. Sarah Finn like, and the casting it, team behind it, this, it, they've found these characters. They're brilliant performers. Like, they're so, they're so nuanced without relying on, like, being nuanced. Look at me. <laughs> like, look at me. Oh, I'm acting. I am the yeah. actor. Because they keep so much life and real, relatable personality, and they just sound so fucking natural when they're talking. And so I love, I, I absolutely love her performance. Like, I'm just watching yeah. her in awe. Like, damn, she's so good. And and she makes up for a lot of when the, because, again, the same, I feel like whatever thing I said about CGI in the first episode is going to be applied here. Sometimes it's going to look good. Sometimes it's going to look a little off, whatever. But it's not as distracting to me because I'm so, um, I'm, I'm enjoying the show so much that, I was like, uh, whatever. It's the case. Yeah, I just look, yeah. I'm gonna own. I I didn't watch uh, Orange Is the New Black. Uh, is that that's her show, right? The uh, Tatiana Maslany. She had a show where she played multiple characters. Show. She had a show where she played a yeah. lot of different characters, and I, I didn't watch it, but I did no. see her in Stronger, and she's incredible in Stronger. But it's a very very dramatic performance, so I didn't have a lot of exposure to her in a comedic role. And I know Jennifer Walters from the comic book being one of the first characters to break the fourth wall in a major comic book. Does she mm. is she so body is she, she is good? nailing it. <laughs> yeah, she's and I didn't know I had I didn't have enough exposure to her other work that I just like knew. Hey, I know she's a very strong actress. I've supported her as She-Hulk from the beginning because of Stronger, but. 
but now seeing her comedy in this, I want to watch the things she's known for. Like I'm, I'm now a fan of her yeah. to be like, I want to go retroactively discover the glory that is her work. Yeah, she's freaking brilliant. So good. Experience yeah. the Maslanissance. Yeah. <laughs> and I, like I'm appreciating, I'm appreciating the way they are building out this world because it's done. It does feel like a comic book show, and, and it's done in this really. I, I don't. I can't quite find the word. I feel like everyone's already said it in this discussion. I'm so, I'm so <laughs> it's, happy. This it's, it's, it's really snappy. It, it's snappy. It's enjoyable, and I found myself wanting more. Yeah. Like when it was done, not in, not in a bad way. Like when it ended, I was like, I wasn't expecting it to end. Nor did it end abruptly. It ended in a way I'm like. No, no, I want to. Yeah. I want to keep watching. That I'm was so really enjoyable. That. When yeah. a show does a good three act structure, that you're like, I didn't even notice that it was almost over because yeah. I'm actually in. Oh no, cliffhanger! Like yeah. it felt right. And instead of trying to do the six hour, the six to nine hour movie thing, they're yeah, allowing for a specific journey per episode. Mm -hmm. You know, like where she had to come to with a place of acceptance in the first episode, and then. Here, you know, having to deal with these things and then confront Bruce about uh, having to deal with the decision. And then also now that she's out in the public, there's like little journeys, little arcs in between each one. There's lessons to be learned in each episode. And so I think that is a big strength already demonstrated in these last two episodes. And uh, I I really like um, I like the whole thing with the lawyer division. I'm sure that's that's a comic thing, right? That's oh, yeah, what yeah. happens. Yeah, she's representing superheroes. And I could see that, you know, folding in, uh, you know, obviously Daredevil, but also even things like Jessica Jones as a private eye that's a superhero. That could even lead to, awesome. and like the heroes for hire. Uh, the, this episode was called I mean, Attorney I for Hire. even talk about, that's the I thing. I could see Luke Cage and Iron Fist coming in. I about the fucking thing that I was loving was Emil Blonsky, like Tim Roth. Oh, there, so there, fun. There was this quote going around on Twitter about, is either the director or writer talking about how they would take these characters who uh, were often really serious in these films and you, they get a chance to play in the tone of She-Hulk. And of course that led to a lot of like, they're a comedy! What? <laughs> what? They're <laughs> going to hilarious! No. Uh, so that's what it turned into. At, at most terrible comedies. <laughs> yeah. So to see what, to get a t flavor of that with Emil yeah. Blonsky... I was listening to his monologue, and I'm like, no, he's getting some of that humor in there. It's not too much. They haven't joked him up to the point where I'm like, now I'm laughing at Emil Blonsky. And this the speech he was making, I was like, you know what? You're making a really good point, I actually. I was you, so you in were, on his journey. You, like, you were the hero they hired. You and were he was the a mercenary. villain in that movie, but he's a hero in this show. Um, Hulk. Potentially. Yeah. yeah, yeah, Hulk. Exactly, yeah. Because Emil Blonsky in that movie, they were like, we're the one we need you to hire, and we're going to inject you and fill you and up and drug you up. And he's a villain in that movie. Like, sure. That performance is all like eyebrow-furrowing, right. mustache-twirling. Yeah. And here... He is a hero. Yeah, so I think that they did. Uh, I, I want to make sure that we, sometimes you're talking about Emil and Hulk, or are you talking about both? I'm talking Reflect. about Emil in Hulk. Emil in Hulk, yeah. I'm saying in the film yes. versus the show. In the but film, the, he's mustache-twirling. He's mustache-twirling villain in the in the movie. In the movie. But he was he's making a point, though, that is true, was that they hired him thinking he'd be the hero who could take down the Hulk. Which is the beauty of nuanced characters yes. like Kingpin and Daredevil. Like, and this I, is that. And I think they they wrote that in so well so because good. to put that in the context of his perspective and to watch how he's changed and you give him actual personality, this is freaking Tim Roth. He's an amazing actor. You let Tim, Tim Roth is a great actor. During that scene, I was sitting there thinking, oh, man, he must actually be having like a, a good, enriching time performing in this piece. <laughs> right? I'm yeah. like, I'm so many, for him. Especially with those recent quotes from like Mickey Rourke about like, you know, about his time working with Marvel and like, ah, you know, they're, they're not willing 
willing to go in and give us some character to actually work with. I was like, it seems like they have learned to really do that with their, especially veteran actors and, and their new talent, too. Yeah, you get something more fun and interesting to do instead of just like, get, I, want, I want more. <laughs> yeah, like there's give us the haiku. I yeah, want his I want haiku, the haiku to the Hulk. Bad. I hope that's like a, a publicity thing. I hope yeah. we like get it out there in the world. So yeah, uh, I thought that was that's an it's a very fascinating chapter to explore. Now it makes sense why Wong would be getting yeah. in trouble, yeah. getting a lawyer too, because oh, these Shang Chi things are going to have repercussions. And I really think it's setting up Thunderbolts. That whole speech felt like, oh, we're the good guys. Oh, Me and no. my seven friends. Yeah, yeah. Oh, no, yeah. thousand percent. <laughs> like, no. Come on, it's right there. I mean, they've already established that Thunderbolts are coming. Already, right, it's so. just like, yeah. I just didn't think it would be like in his first minute of screen time. Like, yeah, I didn't yeah. think they'd be like, and this is the Thunderbolt setup. <laughs> and I was like, that is. So, yeah, I'm enjoying it a lot. And I think that the show is doing a, a really, it's, it's a really fun time. It's, it's, genu- it's like genuine, sincere fun with a lot of heart and in a way that also keeps the MCU growing. Yeah, <laughs> man. I think that's the thing that a lot of the times that we're, we're sort of wanting is like, you know, I do want some of that MCU world building as much, and it's but it's not like solely dependent on that. Yeah, and and yet you're also getting that you're getting to have your cake and, and it eat it doesn't too, feel yeah. shameless. It doesn't no. feel like it's like, oh, will you use this character? You notice that you nerds? Like it feels like it's a useful no, it's, tool. It's yeah. the appropriate environment to do a lot of that, yeah. and that's why yeah. the, I think the cameos in this and I, there's some of the comments in that Koi's comic corner watch it uh about cameos in the show i think are gonna feel good because they've already done it so well i think this is the only way to have some c and d list characters that like i'd love to see incorporated give me stilt man i don't want to see Stiltman anywhere else but like <laughs> this would be a great way to do a lot of those characters in tone scar's coming scar so he like beat the sh- person with the ship yeah, that that's weird to me. I don't know who was flying that ship. He's gone now. <laughs> He's just like annihilated him out of space. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't like, know. I'm going. I guess that's it. I maybe, guess I'm... maybe they came to a peaceful agreement. Or maybe there was no one in that ship. And it was autopilot. It was autopiloted. Yeah. He opened the door and there's Jess Goldblum as a hologram, being like, "My champion, <laughs> yeah. my you're, you're under contract." All right, guys. Well, um, hey, before we go, thanks for the patron. <laughs> Adelia Chamberlain. You are more than a She-Hulk. Oh. You're a Greg Hulk. Oh. That's what I call you. Greg Hulk. So, Adelia, um, you might know of her, Koi. No. Um, she helps run uh, Let's Get Ready to... What's it called? Let's Get Ready to Fly. Got <laughs> it. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah, she, she helps you around my Discord. She's a, she's a sweetheart. Oh, so you do know Adelia. Do. She's yeah. awesome. Yeah, yeah she's, a, uh, she's yeah. a sweetheart. She actually, like, I don't know how to use a Discord, and she's been very patient with my being very dumb. <laughs> yeah, she's, Dude, she is a, a big heart and soul of our patrons. She's been with us forever. Had some very long conversations with her. Only met her in person that one time at the Schmodown. Oh, yeah, that's right. We took a photo. Dude, it was good chilling with you, though. Yeah, so I, I think what I've learned today, Adelia, is Koi knows who you are. Koi <laughs> should do this whole shout-out himself. Koi, I appreciate you. I thank you for your patience. I think you're very, very kind and welcoming to people in the movie world, and that is not always the case. And I think you're a great bridge between us folk that are having to deal with not great people and the good like everyone you've connected me to has been rad you're a great gateway to the people we might not meet otherwise and we appreciate you i like how you counted the things you were listing i like to make sure that people one feel you're kind <laughs> one, two. <laughs> you're important i will Three, say these notes to you after the shout out is completed <laughs> there will be a test <laughs> what was number four in the right order that i said pop quiz all right ideally all right see you guys thank you for being here bye bye I like lists. I'm a Virgo.